This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Probably not the most fun game <laughs> that I can remember. Um, as the very first preseason game comes to a close, the Niners get blown out by the Raiders 34 to 7. Not ideal. Uh, not ideal. However, a lot of positives. Uh, negatives we're going to talk about that i'm going to give out kind of a game ball or who the player of the game is whatever who i thought stood out the most uh for offense defense special teams couple other things i want to hear your i, I want to first off this is for some of you i understand this is your first time joining us i think this is episode 920 something for us we've been doing this for this is going to start kind of our eighth year moving into this after games we come together and we celebrate or we have a therapy session. I do think that today is a little bit more of a therapy session. Ugh. Um, so as we get through all the hashtag CCs, love you guys. Appreciate y'all. See you, Tim Ford. See a lot of people in here. Appreciate glad y'all are here. The first question I'm going to ask is give me a word or two or three words about how you feel about how this game came out. Right. And I, I want to hear what you guys have. Because on one side, you could talk about how. Man, we haven't had 49ers football in a long damn time. Long time. The last time we saw this team play, that was the NFC Championship game, which was awful. Now, here we are. It's hopeful. We're looking for the future. We're trying to see the depth of this roster, all those things. It just got cut, completely shut out. Uh, didn't really matter who was in there. And probably my number one takeaway from this entire game, and I understand we're going to talk quarterbacks. We'll break down the individuals. We'll do a lot of different things there. The offensive line was trash. The offensive line was trash. You had all five starters. Trent Williams didn't play. Aaron Banks didn't play. Jake Brindle didn't play. Spencer Burford didn't play. Colton McKivitz didn't play. So you rolled with your second and third team offensive line, and they sucked no matter who the quarterback was. It didn't matter. They were, they were so bad. Now, Trey Lance was bad. I think that he had overall a bad game. We'll detail all those things. Um, but the depth of this team, which I think is a strength, did not shine today. Now, let's just be very, very honest. The, the strength of this team did not shine, which is the depth. And again, we said a lot of people, does this determine the outcome of you know 2023? God, no. I don't think that at all. But I don't want to dismiss it either. 
I want to be able to look at this and say, okay, here are some good things that you can take away. Here are some negative things, some concerns that you should have after watching that game. There's no way you watch a team get beat 34 to 7 and just shrug your shoulders and say, oh, well, it's preseason. Who cares? I guarantee you the coaching staff's not doing that. I guarantee you the players aren't doing that. Like people lost jobs today. And I think that that is a big, big, big deal. That is a big deal. And, and again, I'm going to go back to this. That offensive line was so bad. Uh, it was so bad. Um, I think that there should be some reshuffling for next week. I think Jason Poe probably had the worst game of any player that suited up today. I counted four or five separate plays where he didn't touch a defender. Um, just look lost. Now, let's just be fair. He did the same thing last year. Now, he's had a full year practice squad player of the year. Everybody loves him. Strength, speed, all those things. I wanted to see the increase, you know, and I think this is where I'm, I'm upset with Trey Lance. And for those of you who might not know, I've been on the Trey Lance train since day one. I, I predicted we were going to draft him December before the draft, before we traded up. What's up, Bobo? Thank you for the super chat, man. He said, offensive line, let the quarterbacks down today. Also, the kicker, thumbs down. <laughs> Trust me, we'll talk about the kicker. But, you know, I, I loved... I loved the pick of Trey Lance. It hasn't panned out. It has not. I been. I went to every training camp practice. I was at every one. And I really felt like Trey Lance started to grasp the biggest areas of concern for him, which was progressing through reads, checking down, throwing the ball away, not allowing the hits to happen to him and just holding the ball and just doing this number. As soon as the pads came on today, it seemed like he reverted a little bit. Now it's a small sample size. We, Trey Lance always starts slow. Even at training camp practices I've, I've been at, Trey Lance starts slow. At the end of every practice, he's at his best. We saw the same thing today. Things started going better um, as time goes on. It's it's small sample size, and so I'm not trying to like throw out everything we saw in training camp. But at the same time, it's like, gosh, when is it? You gotta, when are we going to get over these same mistakes, which is – making some questionable throws. I mean, probably two of the throws that Trey Lance had should have been intercepted. The one in the red zone, which my biggest issue is, okay, in the red zone is when you get safe, not when you get risky. He did the opposite. The second one, 30 seconds left before the half, two-minute drill, see if something comes about it, but don't force it too much. Hits the linebacker right in the chest. Should have been you know, pick six, whatever. Maybe not pick six, but would have definitely resulted in points. So one turnover would have taken points off. The other turnover would have given them points. Those are the two areas you can't do that. It's different in the middle of the field. It's different. And so that that's some of my concern. Now, was, was it all bad for Trey? Hell no. That jump pass, that was cool as hell. Hit a 20-plus yard throw to Conley right before the half. The very play after, <laughs> he hit the linebacker at his chest. So... There is good. Is it all good? It's not. And my again, four sacks, those are drive killers. Those are drive killers. Can't keep getting sacked. Now, was the offensive line terrible? Oh, my God, yes. And again, we got to wait till we get the film, which I should have it tomorrow, um, the All-22. And if you guys have it yet, just so you know. Oh, what's up? I Nobody you need to know. Thank you for the super chat. He said it's been a while. Since I saw a worse preseason game, 
Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I, I didn't like it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it was bad. But as a coach, okay, so, you know, just kind of where I cut my teeth at. I coached for over a decade in Texas, some of the largest schools in the country, uh, head coach, D.C., whatever else. You fill in the blanks. I would always tell players, you know, give the speech after a win, which I've done. Give the speech after a loss, which I've done. Or given the speech after a scrimmage or a game that perhaps didn't mean anything like a non-conference game, you go in and the message is, is similar a lot of ways where you say, look, guys, those of you who think you balled out today and you secured your spot and you think you're all it right now, guess what? The eye in the sky is going to come back. You're going to find out you probably didn't play as well as you thought you played. And for those of you whose hand, you know, your head is in your hands and you're thinking my, my career is over. Same thing for you. It's not as bad or it's not as good as what you think it is. We got to wait till we get the eye in the sky, the all 22. So if this is your first time with us, that's what we specialize with. Okay. Um, we go through every offensive, defense, and special teams. I don't know if I get special teams footage. I'm, I'm fighting for it still. Um, we go through every single play and I walk you through. Look, this is what's good. This is what's bad. And I highlight the plays just like I did with my team. Um, we do that over on our Patreon channel. Uh, and if you haven't joined us over there yet, we're about 400 strong currently. Go check it out. Just Google 49ers and Patreon, or you can go to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. It's a link in the description of this video uh, or audio uh, podcast, however you're listening. We got seven free days. This is the best week to sign up. Because you can join for free, cost you nothing, see if you like the videos, and if you don't, you cancel. You move on. We appreciate you, and hopefully you find something that you do like. But our entire goal here, we're going to talk about some negatives. Like, I'm not, even though I'm rosy cheek, it's not all roses. Um, We are going to increase your fan experience, and there's going to be people out there that say so-and-so was bad. That's cool. And... A lot of people are going to say those things. I'm going to say those things now without watching the film. However, the film is the final judge, adjudicator, if you will. It's going to change that. And yeah, Doggo, I appreciate this. Anyone calling a player trash after one preseason game need to, needs to get, <laughs> get a new trash bed. Breathe, people. Yeah. You got to take this. It matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. But you take it with a grain of salt and you add it to the context of what has happened through training camp. That matters. Because if you had a great training camp and a bad day today, that one bad game does not negate the entire training camp process that you went through. And vice versa. If you suck during training camp and you had a good day today, same thing. Now, people that had a bad training camp and a really bad day today, now that's a problem. Good training camp, good day today, that's a wonderful thing. And so let, let's go through just a couple of players that I thought had good training camps and good days today. And at the top of my list, and again, I have to kind of ascribe my bias here. I'm a longhorn. Deshaun Jameson is for real. The Ray Ray McLeod injury, that hurt. And it sucks because he's such a vital part to the offense and special teams. Deshaun Jameson is pretty damn bad. He is, and I mean bad in a good way. <laughs> he is, a, he just looks different. I thought Ronnie Bell had some good returns. He had some bad returns too. Deshaun Jameson had a bad return. But the eye test is very, very clear. 
Deshaun Jameson belongs in the NFL. He's an undrafted free agent. Yeah, Doggo says Jameson's true. That dude's making this roster. So, like, I think the Niners need to figure out, all right, what's our goal here? Because he provides good corner depth, but I think his immediate role is going to be returner. Kickoff returner, bare minimum. Punt returner still needs some work. Now, Ronnie Bell, I thought, played pretty well, too, especially as a wide receiver. I thought Ronnie Bell played great as a wide receiver. And, you know, you look at the the stat sheet. He had three catches, Ronnie Bell, three catches, 58 yards on six targets. Now, he did have the drop pass that led to an interception late in the fourth. That hurt. I did think that he had two very, very bad kickoff returns where he ran sideways and didn't even get back to the 20. And a lot of this right now is, let's just be honest, it's not game-type situations because I guarantee you, Schneider's telling them, you return the damn kick if you can. We saw Deshaun Jameson return it like eight yards deep in the end zone. Like, you would never do that in a game. We want to get a look at you, kid, especially with Ray Ray out. So, as far as the returner aspect goes, Deshaun Jameson's the guy. Now, now, let's throw a wrench into that. Danny Gray didn't play today. He missed practice because he was sore. I trust Kyle Shanahan on a lot of things. I do not trust Kyle Shanahan with injury-related news. So the fact that he was out today was Danny Gray getting the vet, you know, starter treatment, which I just have a very difficult time understanding that being the case. I don't think that's what happened. He has one catch in his career in a game that matters. Or is he still sore and something's lingering? And they're saying, look, we'll give these young guys a chance this game. You come back the following game, and then you can go there. I think that's probably more likely with what happened. Um, I do want to say thank you to the man. The bad scientist is back, ladies and gentlemen. Clayton, behind the scenes. Uh, Clayton, I think I missed one of the... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super chats, and if I did, I apologize. Tommy, oh, if I miss Tommy's super chat, he's gonna let me hear it. Uh, he says Moody is a bust. <laughs> Defense couldn't stop the run. Um, I could run for ten yards to carry. They can't freaking tackle. Womack got burnt like toast. Womack let two people behind him. Uh, nothing resulted in a completion there. But yeah, let's pull that back up because I want to go through each one of these. Um, Womack had some good plays. He's very physical. I really like Womack as a nickel. I I personally would prefer Womack as a nickel than an outside guy. They had him at outside the entire training camp. They had him outside this entire game. I don't understand why. He's very physical, but he's a he started nickel week one last year, Samuel Womack did. And to stick with this theme, Isaiah Oliver, I think, had one of the worst games of anybody. He was the one starter that they said, we're going to play you. And he played a lot, gave up a touchdown, got burnt in the run game, got gave up several catches. I did not see a positive play. I know there is one. I don't recall seeing one jump out about Isaiah Oliver, and he is, you know, proclaimed by Steve Wilkes, we wanted to sign the best nickel in free agency, and that was Isaiah Oliver. He had a bad day. Does that mean I think it was a stupid signing, whatever else? No, I do not. I thought he looked really good in camp. He got toasted out there today. And he was playing against twos and threes. 
that's something we got to wait and see on. Now, the Moody thing, let's let's do some kicker talk. <laughs> I, I I never um yeah, Jake Moody missed two field goals. And I, I don't know. Um here's my thing with kickers. This is not the time to, yay, I told you on that. I, I didn't want to draft a kicker in the third round. I think that is a terrible misuse of funds, uh, but that is okay. They did it. He's on the team. I hope he's amazing. It's what it is. Um, no, you're not giving Robbie a call. Uh, that's. It, I, I want to be honest with you, and I said this, and I got laughed at, but I said Zane Gonzalez has been more accurate than Jake Moody has through training camp. Now, usually when the kickers come out, I sit down and I go and I start scrabbling notes on offense and defensive players and things that I thought I missed in my notepad. I don't pay attention to the kickers a whole lot, but Zane Gonzalez has been awesome, and you've kept him as an insurance policy. If you cut him, it costs you nothing. Jake Moody's going to be the kicker of the future, guys. So we have to – you got to throw out the sunken cost idea. Should you have drafted the dude in the third? No, but – kickers are head cases. That's why I don't want to do that because what did he do? And this is, this is, if you've ever played golf, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Easy kick right in the middle of the field. I think it was 40 yards. Yeah. 40 yard field goal hooks it slightly to his left, right? What does he do the next time he comes out and kicks it? Now that was a long one, 57 yarder. He kicks that thing to the pylon, the corner pylon to the right. He overcorrected. It's just the way kickers go. And that is a problem. I want to say thank you to this man, Daryl Granville. Uh, he has been a member for our YouTube channel for 11 months now. Hashtag CC. Hello, family. Daryl, I really appreciate your support, man. Uh, you know, we do this year round. Now that the season is here, we'll be going live almost every single day. Patreon channel, we do five to six videos a week. Zoom hangouts over on Patreon. Uh, we are going to do our Zoom hangout for this month right after the last preseason game, and we're going to pick our 53-man roster together. Um, so that's going to be for the Jerry Rice tier and up. So anybody that wants to be a part of that, that'll be right. Because the last preseason game, um, what's it called? The, the next Tuesday is the final cutdown day. So we're going to get together probably that next day right after the, pre the final preseason game, and we'll go through and we'll make our 53-man roster predictions. It's always one of my favorite times of the year. Um but anyway, Jake Moody, yeah, terrible. But, yeah, somebody, I think it was 49ers 24-7 on Twitter said that, you know, Justin Tucker went 4 of 8 his rookie preseason. Um, so, like, calm down. But then I was like, well, Justin Tucker was an undrafted free agent. <laughs> Jake Moody was drafted in the third round. Um, anyway, take that for what you will. Now, Deshaun Jameson, I really, really liked uh, Ronnie Bell, I like. Now, starters, the only other starter that I really noticed playing a lot was Cleveland Farrell. I tweeted out earlier this week that I was like, man, Cleveland Farrell's going to be starting ahead of uh, Drake Jackson. He's had a better camp. He's been way more disruptive. He's been more consistent. And that was before Drake Jackson even got injured with what I think was a hamstring issue. Um, and shout out to Wayne. Um, he's the one that saw it. We were at training camp together. And he saw it. He's like, man, I think Drake Jackson's hurt. Uh, and sure enough, he hasn't played since. But Cleveland Farrell came out and played great. I, I thought he really, really had a great game. Had the sack, obviously. But he was good. Now, flip side, Kevin Givens, who was our week one starter at defensive tackle last year. He was terrible. That dude got blown off the ball nonstop. Now, 
go back to who Kevin Givens is as a defensive tackle. He's a matchup dependent defensive tackle slasher that struggles against power run teams. What is the Raiders MO run play duo where you double team both defensive tackles to try to get movement. There's a reason why the Raiders had a lot of success against the 49ers last year. There's a reason why they had a lot of success against the 49ers in the preseason game this year. The 49ers commit to, we're not going to overload the box. We have four defensive linemen. We will stop the run with that. It didn't work. It didn't work. Ken Law uh, played a limited number of steps, but man, he has, there was one play where he got pushed back a little bit more than I would have liked, but I saw two or three plays against duo that man, he held his own perfectly well. So, and a lot of that had to do with, I hate to say this again, Demetrius Flanagan fouls got to start at Mike linebacker all training camp. He was getting all the backup reps and I'm just, you know, scratching my head because I was like, I remember last year against Kansas city. Yeah. Dre Greenlaw gets injured. Aziz got injured. And then DFF comes in the second half of that Kansas city game. And it was like a three point game. Now Kansas city's different super bowl champs, Patrick Mahomes. I get all that. But it was the run game that they just diced the 49ers up at, and they just went right at DFF. Whether it was the pass play or run play, it was at DFF consistently. And then the game got out of proportion. I, I never saw more good tape from DFF as far as defense goes. Special teams, DFS, he, he's, he's an ace. But the Niners went through all of training camp and gave him all the backup reps. And just marched down the field on him. And he was not good. DFF was really bad. He made one positive play that I remember. And then after three drives or whatever, they switched it to rookie Jalen Graham. Things went ice cold. Uh, the plays that were working no longer worked. Jalen Graham is my player of the game. Not of the defense. He's my player of the game. Rookie linebacker Jalen Graham made a nice stop um, on special teams. He goes out there. As soon as he made the field on the defensive side, three and out. He made two of the three plays. Now, he did miss, and this is crucial, uh, Johnny Dale. We were going back and forth on Twitter, and I and I said, you know, Jalen Graham's my player of the game. And he said, yeah, he needs to work on his coverages. And here's what I said. Uh, this is what I have in my notes. Missed his pass coverage drop, which led to a big play behind him. Got to get deeper in his zone drops. He's overcommitting to the run a little bit, opening up the passing window, just creating too much leverage for the safety to make a play on those deep crossers. That's one of the things that makes Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw so great. Um, but this is a guy that was a safety. Then the Niners worked him out at Sam for the most of, of training camp. Then the last week they started getting him some Mike snaps. Now this dude's the number three Mike. He needs to be the number two guy, period. He is at the point where he has shown enough where this kid belongs. I love DFF, and he's going to make this roster as a special teams guy. I do not want to see DFF play in linebacker. I'm sorry. I disagreed with it whenever I saw it in training camp. My eyes just told me that was some terrible linebacker play. Now, I will correct myself, and I'll come out, and I'll whatever, once I watch the tape in the All-22, and I'll sh I share every single thing on Patreon. So you guys will hear me go through it live. But yeah, that, that was huge for me. I thought D. Winters played well. Marcelino McCray ball up and down. But man, he's so aggressive against the run. It, it does seem like he, they want him at that will spot. Um, they, they Sam, That's my thing with Marcelino McCray ball. He's the one guy that plays all three spots. He plays Mike, Will, and Sam. 
Most guys play Sam and Mike or just Will. Like D winners, just Will. D winners look good today too. But Marcelino McCray Ball just, man, I, I wish there was one spot that they could leave him because he's so damn good and we need him on the field. Yeah, D winners fast, man. Uh, he flashes. He flashes. Let's get to that super chat. Joe Rockstar. Thank you, man. I like the logo. He said, Booty tried to kick a, a TD, kicks a corner route. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was really real. Lance, no pre-snap skill. Post-snap either. Line zero depth. Sam is okay. Kyle learned uh, the challenge flag. Yeah, there was definitely that moment where the ball gets completed and they challenged it right away and got it right after the Devontae Smith play in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I'm with you there. Now, let, let's go back to Lance. because. I understand the narrative that's going to go. And he, here's the thing that concerns me is the negative plays that stop drives from ever happening. Okay. So he goes out there sacked on the very first play right up the middle. I don't think that was necessarily his fault or a terrible play. Then the second play, nice check down, right? Made it third and manageable. Then he got sacked on third down. And again, that was bad. Like you got to get the ball out. You got to understand your hot read. It was against the blitz. Don't give a damn. Get the ball out. It's third down. You do not go down with the ball. You have a read to go to. He didn't do that. Next drive, back-to-back three and outs. Just looked really bad early. Um, his first good pass came at 11 minutes left on the clock in the second quarter. And this is the thing. You just start bad. You can't have a bad first quarter. Now you can say, well, put him out there with CMC and Debo and Kittle at a good old line. Then let's see. You're not going to get to see that. That's not happening. So no matter as much as you want Trey to get that, it's not happening. It's not. Any idea of Trey, and I said this before this game, any idea of Trey Lance fighting for quarterback one makes no sense because until he does it with the pads on in real-life games, not even preseason games, it doesn't matter. If Trey Lance would have went out there and been amazing today, it would not have mattered for the quarterback one debate. Why? Because Brock Purdy did it in eight games that mattered, two of which were the playoffs. That carries weight. I'm a Trey Lance guy. And, you know, I, I'm up there in the stands with other content creators and whatever else and reporters and having these discussions. And I'm just like, it's Brock Purdy's job. No matter what, as soon as he came out there, day two of the draft or day two of training camp through the ball, it was done at that point. It was done. He might get one or two series, this entire thing. And, and I know that some people are out there like, oh, we just need to see what Brock can do with the twos and threes. You're not going to see it. Brock took no plays with the twos and threes. All of training camp. He just gets the ones. That's life. Does this mean that Trey's done? No. You're going to need more than one quarterback. Did Sam play way better? Ah, He went four for four to start. You, you, you look at his stats. I, my thing is you got zero points from any of Sam Darnold's drives. And we see this in training camp whenever they do move the ball and all those things. He gets the ball out super quick. He's the antithesis of Trey Lance. He gets the ball out super quick, knows right where he's going to go with it, but it's dink and dunks. He did have that awesome fade route, though. Probably the best pass of the day um, to Ronnie Bell. That was awesome. That was incredible. And I love seeing Sam do that. Pre-snap read, boom. Just look there. Um, but again, you know, you look at passer rating, which is a terrible metric. Trey Lance, 111. Sam Darnold, 97.9. Uh, <laughs> Fish R says, thanks for the super chat. Allen looked like QB2 in my eyes. He had a he had a 33.3 quarterback rating. A lot of that was Ronnie Bell's drop that led to an interception. 
But yeah, he finished five of eight. So you had the Ronnie Bell interception. You had the Tay Martin catch out of bounds, which should have been a reception. And then there was another one where Ty Davis Price didn't get his head around on the the, the just quick flat read. Um, yeah, Brandon Allen was eight for eight. Every single pass was right where it should have been. He he, and that's what he looks looked like all of training camp. But again, you got to remember every pass is like this. I mean, he has less arm strength than Brock Purdy does. But I do think that Brandon Allen looked pretty good, and I also think a big reason why Jason Poe and Nick Zakel got swapped out for the third round, guys. I thought Jason Poe and Nick Zakel were absolutely horrible. Horrible. They were bad for Trey and Sam. Now, here's the difference. I think the backup tackles played better than the starting tackles. Leroy Watson on the left side and Il Manning on the right side, I thought played better than Matt Pryor and, and Jalen Moore. So your third string O-line is playing much better than your second string. That's a problem. Because those were some of the debt pieces. I think the only O-lineman that had a pretty clean day was John Valenciano, who was the starting center today. And I think John Valenciano is going to be starting. He's going to be the backup center, backup right guard, backup left guard. Now, I want to see Il Manning and Jalen Moore get some more work with the twos because they showed out. I thought Jalen Moore had a bad day. I thought Matt Pryor had a bad day. Now, they paid Pryor, so I, I don't think that change is taking place. But Il Manning was at guard early, and they switched him to tackle. I don't know, man. We'll see here. We'll see here. So just a couple things that stood out to me about that. But Trey Lance, he's got to grow some more. We're going to get some more time. My assumption is next week, Sam Darnold will get the start. Trey Lance gets a uh, second half. You still get Brandon Allen in the fourth. And then that third preseason game, you'll get like two series with the ones with Brock Purdy. That's my assumption. Um uh, let's go back real quick to that comment, and then we'll do this Joe Rockstar one, if you don't mind, Clayton. Uh, Ziggy, what's up, man? He says, in reality, the offense scored no points. Uh, lucky bounce, or it's 37 to nothing. Um, You did get two good drives for field goal opportunities. So if we wanted to take that, probably 37 to 9, um, probably a little bit closer, or 34 to 9, I think. is Yeah, 34 to 9. The field goal should have been made, uh, but... That's okay. If you miss one, you should have made the other one. The Trey Lance pick, or should be pick, that was hilarious. Ross Dwell, you got to give him credit. It was really, really cool what he did with that catch. But, yeah, it was bad. We didn't move a lot. We didn't move the ball very well, sustainably. But hold on, because the 49ers had 16 first downs. 16. He had 19 first downs is all that the Raiders had. That's three difference. And, you know, whenever Trey Lance came out, he he had nine total first downs. The problem, this is the issue with Trey Lance, one for five on third downs. That's the issue. The negative plays make it hard to sustain drives. You get that huge chunk, 20-yard play, 15-yard play, which is awesome. That's not what you need. What do you need? You need small, sustained success consistently to constantly be moving the chains. And, and that's the problem for me. Joe Rockstar, thanks for the super chat, man. He says, one quarterback unnamed gets a touchdown that should be an interception. Allie gets an interception that should have been a catch. Stat lines of practice preseason are not reliable. Facts. I, I would argue 
statistics you can like i remember taking ap statistics and my teacher always used to harp on this like you make stats say whatever you want it's our job to clarify and rationalize why they mean what we think they mean and you got to be willing to go the other way and so you got to be the devil's advocate so yeah joe rockstar yeah i think you nailed it but uh fish uh appreciate the super chat oh that's mean man uh he says leave uh poe Zakel and Latu on the tarmac. Yeah, let's talk Latu. I thought I, I put out there and I hated typing it, but somebody asked me like who had the best camp, and I gave like eight players, right? And then I got asked by like 30 people to say who had the worst camp. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do that. And they're like, come on, like everybody's get let us know what your thoughts are. And I said, I think in my opinion, Law 2 has had the worst training camp by far. But, and this is where I keep going back to, it's easy to see why they like him because out there with every single route that he runs. Like he's always there's no defenders around him, which is impressive. But golly, man, you saw it today. Um penalties on special teams almost dropped the pass that he did catch and then fumbled it he, he did get a couple decent blocks but i also saw some bad blocks Latu's not ready and a lot of it's up here right and you've got to get the confidence up here especially when it's somebody like Latu who he changed positions he was a defensive end changed position two years ago and had instant success you know broke the record for most touchdowns in alabama tight end history which is awesome, but yeah, it's that that's rough. That's rough. Now, do you cut ties with Cameron Latu? No, 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 no. He has to respond though, and so you keep playing him just like you would if he had a good game in the preseason. Does he make this roster? We'll see. He's got to respond. He's got to show you something more because you sure as hell can't cut Braden Willis, who's been great, to keep him. And if I had to pick a tight end after today, Troy Fumagalli I thought was the best tight end. I, I know the Dwelly catch was awesome. Charlie Warner had some good blocks. The best tight end today was Troy Fumagalli. That, that's me. Uh, Josh, what's up, brother? The 49ers guru in the house. He says, you're the GOAT. Clayton, you're the beast. Patriot is fire. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's it, It's been a lot of time. I think we have like 500 videos. Now, if you want to, if you join Patreon, you get access to every video we've ever done as soon as you sign up. Frank Gore's here and up. And so you can go back and just type in Trey Lance. You want to watch Trey Lance last year preseason? Go back and check it out. See what you think about those things. Now, if you are coming out to a game this year, and this is gigantic, ladies and gentlemen. If you're coming out to a game, we got the party for you. We travel everywhere. The 49ers Rush Road Trip, come have a good time. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And if you do want to come party with us, here's a list of the games that we are hosting. We do night before parties, tailgates, all that stuff. And, you know, one of the questions I got asked was, you know, why do you, how'd you come up with what you charge? I use the Rush Road Trips as marketing for the podcast. So I don't try to make a lot of money and I get in trouble for this, but whatever. 
Johnny Dale, what's up, man? The the beast himself. I'm excited for your breakdown on this preseason game. Uh, go check out Johnny Dale's Football Academy if you haven't yet. But what I want to say is, like, we put so much into it. Uh, games, competitions, trivia, giveaways, raffles, not to mention unlimited drinks, food, premium liquor, all that stuff. And it's all family-friendly. Every kid gets in um, for free under the age of 18 with a ticketed adult for free. They get everything. They get access to everything. We have video game stations at home for our tailgates at Levi's. So if you want to join us, trust me, come check it out. If you don't like it, we'll take care of you. We we want to satisfy people. We are in the repeat customer business, and I think that we have kind of built that um, out. This is We've been doing this for years, so come hang out with us. Now, Let's get to a couple more questions, comments. Uh, we've got a lot of starred comments from Clayton and the crew. So, yeah, let's get into some of those. And let's. Uh, here's the thing. It's so easy to be negative. There's a lot of positives from today, guys and girls. Like, there's a lot of stuff there. And, yeah, Johnny right here. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell was awesome. There's now a window. If you look at the wide receiver depth chart, right? Last year, the 49ers kept five or six, and that's huge. So you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Juwan Jennings, you got Ray Ray McLeod. Now, who are those final two, you know, one or two spots? But now with Ray Ray out, this opens the window. Danny Gray, Ronnie Bell, those two guys have an opportunity. Ronnie Bell sees that today. Was there a huge negative with the dropped pass that led to an interception? Yeah, 100% it was. It was terrible. It was a bad play. But that doesn't negate all of the positive plays in which he made. I'm excited for him. I, I really, really am. And if I could choose right now, I want Ronnie Bell as my punt returner, and I want Deshaun Jameson as my kick returner, and I want Ronnie Bell to be that number four wide receiver uh, over Danny Gray because I think Ronnie Bell will match up much better with Brock Purdy than Danny Gray will. Uh, not that I'm being anti-Danny Gray, but we haven't seen it in the preseason. He had a great training camp, I thought. But now he's banged up. We'll have to kind of see what happens there. So uh, that's a huge positive. Thomas Luttrell, what's up, man? He says, I wish Shanahan would have leaned on TDP. Maybe Trey could have gotten into a groove that way. His confidence probably shot now. I don't. Uh, if that shot his confidence, then he's not the guy that you want to be your quarterback anyway. Now, having said that, if we look at Ty Davis Price got nine carries. Jordan Mason got five. You only ran the ball 23 times. Uh, that was kind of a lot, and a lot of those were late, to be honest with you. But I thought Ty Davis Price looked good. Uh, Jordan Mason had 3.4 yards per carry. Ty, uh, TDP had 3.2. And, I mean, if I'm a coach, I feel confident with my running backs. Yeah, Jennifer says Mason's just warming up. He's so good. He had that drop pass on that screen, and it was just like, ah. But I saw him all training camp improve so much in the passing game, the receiving game. I was so mad when he missed that. Ah, I'm with you, Jennifer. He is just warming up. And, you know, I will say this. If, if I was coaching, I'm throwing the ball like crazy. I know what I got in the run game. I ain't worried about Mason. I ain't worried about TDP. I want to see what Trey and Sam can do because that's what we need to figure out. So I would have thrown – a lot of passes out there, too. And I, I kind of like that. But, yeah, is this the MO that the 49ers are going to win games with? No. But you're trying to figure out who can handle it and who can't. And if you got to run the ball for a quarter for Trey to cool down, that ain't your guy. He's got to get past that. He's got to. 
the ceiling's there for Trey. But is that what you want in a quarterback too? I, I think any of the talk about like trading and stuff, it just does not make sense to me. I want all three of these guys because I think all three are going to get their opportunities at some point uh, this year. So anyway, take that for what you will. CJ, he says, media guy implied that the O-line was bad and Trey immediately shut it down and took responsibility for it. Yeah, so the, you know, the, it's going on right now. Um, and yeah, the one thing that you have to say for Trey Lance, that dude has taken responsibility since day one. His very first start, he goes out there and says, yes, that's my fault. I threw that. I can't do this. I can't do that. Like, and that's why everybody loves Trey Lance so much. That's a part of this roster. Um, I think Kyle Juszczyk or George Kittle, one of those two said like Trey is beloved in this locker room by everybody. Like that dude is the ultimate teammate all year last year. Whenever he was busted on the sidelines, he was the first one to welcome Brock Purdy off the sideline every single time, every single time the, like I'm not saying once or twice or this game or that game. No, 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 no. Trey Lance is the real deal. Whenever it comes up here, and how much he loves his brothers and fights for his team. And you can find that all the way back to, you know, North Dakota State and all those things. It's just at some point you got to put it together on the field. Got to put it together on the field. Uh, so, yeah, sh- hat tip. Thank you for sharing that. That is awesome. Uh, John, what's up, John? Um, were there any significant injuries? Seem like a valid question. I didn't see any. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I, I, I saw, like, one player's shoulder. Like it might have been Jalen Graham was kind of like doing this after a big hit. Outside of that, I didn't see anything, which is great, great news, right? If if we come out of this preseason without sustaining any more major injuries, that in and of itself is a win. Because look, we didn't have starters out there today. We did not have starters. I think two starters played today: Isaiah Oliver, who is you know our nickel guy, and Cleveland Farrell, who I think is our starting defensive end opposite of Nick Bosa. So, hey, that's a huge positive. Awesome. Mosquito killer. It's hard to say a word. I really feel McDaniels treated this like a regular season game versus the Niners. Treated it like a preseason game. Yeah, and that's what McDaniels does. Uh, they went 4-0 and last year in the preseason. The Raiders did. How'd that regular season work out for them? McDaniels is a bad coach. Uh, McDaniels is a bad coach. He's a bad head coach. Uh, Tim Tebow, I mean, you go on and on and on. This would be his last year, probably, maybe one more year for the Raiders. Then he'll be a lifelong coordinator. Um, but yeah, we'll have to just see how it plays out. They totally handle it differently. That doesn't mean, yeah, in this situation, you got to hat tip him. You got to hat tip him. And, and they match up well with the Niners. We saw that last season, too. Oh, what's up, Perk? <laughs> there we go. We'll be okay. We thugging. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about this at all. I am upset because I wanted to see Trey Lance kind of deliver and start building the confidence because there will be an opportunity when he will play, and I don't think that we got to see that, and so that sucks. But all in all, we good. Uh, this is the 49ers still have the best roster in the NFL, and I, I don't even think it's close. Akshay, what's up, man? He said, I'm expecting a Bosa deal this week. It's got to come soon. It's got to come soon. And I, I think it's happening. Today was the anniversary of the George Kittle contract, um, August 13th. So, yeah, we're, we're in new territory now. I'm not worried about a trade. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. But 
We, we need to get that going, man. We need to get that deal done. We need to get that deal done. So uh, a couple more comments before we jump out of here. I'm excited. I'm going to go back and rewatch the tape, try to get some more video clips up before the All-22 comes out. Um, from A Atomic, he says, we tend to start season slow, so hopefully we work through these rough early starts of the preseason. Still early, first preseason game, so let's see them and how they do with their adjustments. There we go. Um, that's huge. Now, the good news is the 49ers will now be home for a month straight. A month straight, which is huge because you got the two preseason games at home, then you got the full week off, then you travel to Pittsburgh. So the Niners get to go back home. They get to relax. They get to get ready. They get to focus on what's going on. But I think the next preseason game is going to be pretty similar um, in regards to I don't think you're going to see a lot of starters. Um, I, I really, really don't. I think that third preseason game is going to be the final tune-up, and and we'll, we'll, we'll see from there. So yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. So, oh, what's up? Martin Luther McCoy, he says, I bet Purdy – would have been getting touched up today by that old line, but we will see. We will see because it's going to be a long trying season for every team, every trade, every starter, and every backup. We'll be here nonstop, man. And I, I think if you haven't joined us before, however you're watching, listening, whatever, hit that subscribe button if you've enjoyed it. If there's something you want to let me know, you can always reach out to us, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. And man, we're going to be coming all year long i'm excited to jump into this film so if you haven't joined our patreon get over there seven day free trial and until next time stay strong faithful When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.